This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Toby and Agnostis, who in the last year or so, at the end of 2019, started releasing music as Butterbath. And he's just put out a brand new song called Bed With Springs, which sounds like this. also has an EP called Spectator coming out the 19th of February, so check that out when it's out. It's got a brand new song plus the rest of his older songs as well, which we'll talk a little bit later in the podcast. And if you're in Sydney and you want to see him play live, you can see him play on the 29th of January at Vic on the Park and the 30th at Park House. So check that out. Check out his socials for more details, which I'll link in the description of the podcast. But let's get into the chat with Toby. So we have Butterbath with us. How are we doing today? Very it feels well. weird calling a human Butterbath. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been introduced or addressed as Butterbath. That's the first time. Well, your name's actually Toby. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll, we'll switch between Butter and Toby, um, however I'm feeling in the second. Right. But yeah, how, how did that name come about? It came about when uh, I, I played this five-a-side social comp um, for soccer just with some friends. And we had this tradition of going and getting toasties after the game. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the times when we put in our orders, the um, toasties just came out in a pool of butter, way too right. much butter. Like I love a buttery toasty, but it was just way too much. And I don't know, it just kind of we, we got talking and it spiralled from there. And I don't know, I kind of latched onto the name and thought it suited the music and ran with it. Yeah, cool. Was it always something you wanted to do, go with a different name? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. I think for, for the sort of music that I play, I think it works mm-hmm. well to have a moniker. And Toby Anagnostis is is pretty hard to remember and say. Those yeah. Greek, Greek names don't fare well on, uh, like, in, uh, like, as a name for a band. <laughs> it's too hard to remember. Yeah, definitely. I had to um, change my, my last name as well for my music just because. It, it looks like it should be easy to pronounce, but whoever my ancestors were just decided we're going to pronounce this completely wrong. So um, it makes everyone else wrong. But the funny thing is, so my, my, my real last name is Napfly. So I shortened it to Napper because that, that's an easy enough word to spell. And the first gig I did um, changing it, I, I did actually a bit of research to make sure I, I got the pronunciation and the spelling matched up. And first gig, it's like, welcome to the stage, Jesse Napa. <laughs> I've messed up already. <laughs> yeah, that's another risk that you run, isn't it? Just the yeah. kind of mispronunciation. Yeah. Bloody people. 
we, should, we should talk about your music. Um, you got a song coming out. It's tomorrow for us, but once this is out, it'll be out already a few days. Called Bed with Springs. Yeah, cool jam. Like all the all the other all, all the other songs before that. I suppose now you're excited to be putting out music in the new year. Yeah, really excited. Really excited. I've been looking forward to putting out this song for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it just coincided with some shows that we were already planning. And so, yeah, I'm yeah, really excited to have this one out. I feel like with all your all your songs, there's, um, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's just kind of a vibe. You feel a vibe with them. I don't know if that's something you're going for. Yeah. But this one felt slightly different. I, I can't pick, like I can't put my finger on what it was. Was there something different you did with this one? Yeah, well, I was going to say that I feel like this one is a, is a bit of a different direction for Butter mm-hmm. Butter. Um, like, I I and I'm not sure what why that is. I think it's like the least dense song that I've done. Like there's usually like I just pack on the layers, and this one's I think maybe a little more intentional with right. the parts. And this one started from a drum groove, which isn't that common for me. And right. it was kind of like a like more of a hip hop sort of beat, right? Which informed the track, and I I just I just the day before I wrote Beds with Springs, I just bought a new bass after plucking away on a fifty dollar Ashton bass for three right. years. I bought myself a proper bass and no. and so just got way carried away with the with the bass parts. And so that's why the track's very like bass and drum driven. And I guess that's kind of the like a newer for, for the project. Yeah, I, d- I did the same thing when I got a bass. It's just like these new songs are going to be bass heavy. Um, yeah, and make the bass loud because the bass sounds good <laughs> rather yeah. than having to disguise it in any way you can. Yeah, exactly. I see you got a bunch of instruments in the in the back. You got a drum kit. You got some. You got a guitar behind you, and like I said, you got mm-hmm. a bass. Do you play most of the instruments on the track? Yeah, yeah, I play all the instruments on on the nice. butter bar stuff at the moment. I'd like to collaborate with people down the line but I started this project because I had a band and and which I still play with but it's it's very different like when you're playing with a band and you've got to run ideas past people and wait for people to get their parts to you and and things like that it's the the process is a lot longer and I just wanted a project where I could you know write and produce a song as fast as I wanted and not have to run things by people and just get stuff out so yeah i mean i and i so yeah, i play all, all the stuff on the project but very grateful for midi when it comes to keys because i'm not much of a keyboard player yeah fair enough and you say you're playing another band uh, what, what, what is that called um she's my you is, is my other band from from mm-hmm. newcastle back when i was living in newcastle right on and i haven't heard them what 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 apart from the i guess the songwriting process what differences uh, with that band, I guess with sound. Yeah, that one's much more like synth poppy, right? As opposed to like the chill, laid back kind of groovy stuff that I'm working on now for this project. And you mentioned a little earlier, you got a got a couple of gigs coming up. They'll be, I've got them here. They're the 29th and 30th of January. So the uh, is it Friday and Saturday is that Friday and Saturday. Yeah, the Friday and Saturday after this episode comes out. So um, everyone can work that out. <laughs> but are you excited for those gigs? Have you done many gigs recently? Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I 
played my first show in October because I released my first single at the end of 2019 and then just as I was going out to play shows, obviously last year we couldn't really play shows at the start of the year. So from October onwards I, I played five or six shows at the end of last year, which was really fun and I feel like now we've gotten to a point where the songs are kind of becoming muscle memory and and really easy and we can just focus on having a good time and jamming and, yeah, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to play with um, the show on the Fridays on, at Vic on the Park with Casual Fan, who are um, some friends from Newcastle, and I really like their music, so keen to play with them. Yes, yeah, sweet. And, and you play with a band for those shows? Yeah, yeah, we're a five-piece live. Yeah, nice. What's the, what's the band consist of? What's the lineup? Uh, we've got drums, bass, keys and vocals, like keys and BBs, um, mm-hmm. and then... I play guitar and sing and then another lead guitarist. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Mm. Yeah, so if you're in Sydney, um, you should, anyone who can go should check that out. I, I suppose there's kind of limited spots with everything going on. Do you have to buy tickets before you before you go? Um, Vic on the Park on the Friday night, on the 29th, that is free entry, but it's just first in best dressed. Um, sure. And then they've got like the outdoor area there and they're going to stream it onto the big screen out right. the back. So that's the Friday. And then on the Saturday is at Parkhouse in Mona Vale and that is $10 tickets. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, if anyone's in Sydney, check that out. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Just breaking it up as I always do to let you know if you wanted to check out Butterbath's music, you can head to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you buy music or wherever you stream music, you'll find it there. And if you're in Sydney, you can check out his gigs on the 29th and 30th of January. You can find all the details on his socials, which I've linked in the description of the episode, along with the socials for Life on Music, if you wanted to follow Life on Music a little closer and follow me a little closer. And if you are enjoying the podcast, feel free to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Toby. I suppose I should get to know a bit about your background with music. Like we've talked about, you play a few instruments, but is there one that you started off with as a as a youngin? I suppose. Yeah, I drums were my first instrument. I okay. really wanted to be a drummer. My my dad is a um, is a guitar maker. All right, cool like, profession. So there was always lots of music and um, lots of guitars, but yeah, I just I really wanted to learn drums. And after a couple of years of clanging away on a, like some, I just made it out of pots and pans, the classic pots right. and pans drum kit for a couple of yeah. years, like a djembe is the kick, um, an yeah. old djembe that we had lying around. And so after a little while, you know, pots and pans sound significantly worse than a drum kit for family that yes. forced to listen. So um, my my folks got me a drum kit for my birthday, and then yeah, and then when I was in high school, I kind of started focusing on guitar and vocals a bit more, and yeah, now I'd say probably probably guitar and drums are really my my favourites and vocals. Yeah, right on. I just imagine like 
your parents buying you a drum kit to have to, so you're less annoying. That's like yeah. that's like such a strange thought. I uh, know. Yeah, it's a bit backwards, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dope. How how old were you when you started the drums? I think it was in year three. So I don't know how old that is. That's maybe like seven or eight. I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. And the kind of guitar and vocals. When did how old were you then? Probably about year five and six. I started. Right. I was I was in a band playing drums and singing in like late primary school, and that was mm-hmm. kind of entry to vocals, and then and then. Yeah, so but then in high school I started to focus a bit more on vocals because I had an I had a neighbour who just couldn't handle the drums, and I remember when I was young, but he came came running up the driveway, and banging on the front door, and just absolutely frothing at the mouth and screaming. Yeah, and, and so I, it just, that just scared me off the drums for a little while. I bought an electric kit, um, and then two weeks later it got stolen. So, I, yeah, I gave up on drums for a bit and focused on guitar. Yeah. I, I used to have a drum kit and I always felt oh, probably annoying everyone, so I would just mm-hmm. never practice. And I think it's the one instrument that I, I want to play the most, but I just always felt so annoying to anyone in the world. Yeah. God damn yeah. that. I, think it's, I reckon it's the, the most fun instrument. Yeah, no. What, what's your main instrument, Jesse? Um, I play guitar mainly. Cool. The um. The basic kid at school. I I I only started playing because I'd chosen music as a subject because that's what all my friends chose, and I was like, I've got to play an instrument if I'm gonna do music at school. Yeah. Now I'm the only one who still plays. So. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. So sweet. And was there a time you started writing songs that you remember? That that would have been like late late high school. I started writing songs, and I had like uh, I was really into like folky kind of um stuff like my family would frequent the folk festivals around like new south wales and canberra and stuff so yeah i was really into folk music and wrote like a little folk ep when i was graduating high school around then um but probably in the last five years i started taking it a bit more seriously and doing it a little less infrequently Right. And do, do you ever listen back to those kind of older stuff? Like you said, you, you made the EP when you're in still in high school. Do you ever have a listen back to see how far you come or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's hard to listen. It's really yeah, hard. <laughs> Usually I'm subjected to it when friends decide that it, it'd be funny to put it on. Yeah, but I guess it, like, yeah, you know, once it's once it's up, it's kind of up for good. And it's there for people to weaponize for your friends to like. They've all like got it downloaded, so that, you know, they can bring it up whenever. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't like to listen to it that much. But, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, do you listen to your old stuff? Rarely, rarely. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. Well, actually, the the the, the annoying thing I've done for myself is I've got only one song out at the moment, and I've made that kind of the theme song for this podcast. Um, so I have to listen to it every every week now um, to like, yeah. slice it up and make it the right length. And um, I don't know why I did that to myself and didn't just write a another little ditty that wouldn't, wouldn't annoy me as much. But there we go. Oh, you can use different sections of the song. The the song just worked pe- perfectly for a um a podcast intro, and that's kind of why I used it. But no good for me. But you mentioned to me before we were on um, that you're also working on an EP or you're releasing an EP next month. Yeah, yeah. 
we're re- releasing a six-track EP, um, which will have all of the songs that I've released so far, and another and another one on it. Right. I think uh, the the only other song I was sent for you, Devil Fangs, is that the that's the is that the extra song? Yeah, that's the extra. Are we are we allowed to say the name of the song? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's, it's no secret. Yeah. Okay. So everything from that is out, apart from. Well, by the time this episode's out, the the new single will be out. But apart from Demo Fangs, every everything's out already. Yeah, yeah. I've just milked milked all of the songs as singles, and then, <laughs> then I'll release the whole thing. And yes, um, yeah, and then go from there. A few more singles that are almost ready to go. But yeah, I'm just really excited to have the EP. It's been finished for a little while now. That old classic thing. I've just I've been yeah. getting out closer. And what's that EP called again? It's going to be called Spectator. Cool, cool. Oh. Um, yeah. It made, made my mind go directly to Spectre, the James Bond movie. I don't know why. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. I, I, I don't. Not, not a fan of James Bond. Well, it must have been some, must have been some good marketing in there, then. Yeah, it popped in my mind straight away, even though it's a completely different word. Oh, they're vicious. So after that, you. I think you just said you you've been working on a couple of singles to come on come out after that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything yeah. different with those ones? I think they're probably a little um, a little more similar to Beds with Springs in that they're quite like bass and like rhythm driven. They still have like the chorus of guitars and yeah, and they're still jangly. But I think yeah, I think they're they're, prob- they're probably a little a little more similar to. Beds with Springs, several things that's coming out with the EP. That's another like older one, actually. That that was like the third yeah, song right. that I wrote for this project. So that sounds more similar to the stuff that I've previously released. Yeah. So um, yeah, in the process of trying to find like the next lot of songs that still feel cohesive, but a little bit new as well. Yeah, cool, cool. And just one more thing I wanted to talk about was um, we talked a, little, a bit about you playing all the instrument. Are you all the instruments? Are you heavily involved in the production as well? Yeah, yeah. Right, right up until mixing at the mm-hmm. moment, I'm doing it. So yeah, yeah. That was kind of the idea for the project. That before okay. before I'd done this project, I hadn't really produced. And with my other band, we had like a, a couple of other producers that we've been working with or one other producer mainly. And, yeah, I just wanted to have a crack at producing. I wasn't really planning on taking Butterbath that seriously when I started right. it. And then that was it ended up being the project that started to get a little bit more traction. So I focused on it a bit more. But, yeah, that's that's probably been my favourite favorite part about the project has been yeah, cool. producing it and focusing on the like developing those skills a little bit more. I'd love to do a bit more collaboration and producing for other mm-hmm. people and the line and feel like I'm getting to a stage where I'd be confident to do that. Yeah, cool. Is it something that came naturally to you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I, d- I don't know if I'm, you know, like one of those people that are like super naturally gifted. I think like I, you right. know, like some, some of my friends that are like, you know, just so proficient from such a young age mm-hmm. and, and, you know, don't like it all seems to come very, very easily to some people that I know, but right. I think I, no, I had to I had to work quite hard actually. I think to right um, to get good at the production side and and the, and the other parts as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same. Same with me. 
got to bring it back to me to to end the show because um just just the narcissist I am. Um, but yeah, I, I I studied audio engineering and I'm like I still don't really know what what the hell I'm doing. Mm. Where where did you study it? Uh, SAE. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was at AIM for a little while. The ride. Oh, nice. Nice. Uni's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Yes, yeah, sweet as. Um, thanks, Hayes, for chatting today and. Yeah, good luck with all the, the the releases. The EP coming out next week and on oh, next month, sorry, and the the gigs at the end of the week. Yeah, best of luck. Yeah, thanks so much, Jesse. Thanks for listening and thank you to Toby for chatting with me this week. Go check out Toby's music under his name Butterbath wherever you buy or stream music. And check out his socials where you'll find more details about his upcoming gigs in Sydney on the 29th and 30th of January. And while you're over at the socials, you can check out the socials for Life on Music, which I'll link in the description of the episode along with Toby's socials. And if you are enjoying the podcast, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.